have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Welcome everyone to the Got Till 5 Wrestling Podcast, and it's another special episode. And the reason we're doing a special episode this week is because I've got a guest joining me, and that guest is Josh Bevan from Riptide Wrestling. And now am I right to say, like, main man owner, is that correct? Yeah, you could say that, yeah. Main man owner, main man owner Josh Bevan. Now, I just got to explain to our American listeners, because we've got quite a few in the States, that this is a very British heavy week that we're doing. So we're doing a preview of Riptide, because Riptide next week have got a three-day event going on, crowning their first ever Riptide champion. And we're going to go into that in a bit, we're going to break down what the matches are, going to talk about how this all came to be, and then we're going to talk about like top five Riptide moments and matches and that kind of stuff. This Friday, we've got an episode with Attack Pro Wrestling's own Jim Lee, and we're doing top five talent working on the UK scene at the moment. So... It's a very British-heavy week that we're doing this week, so apologies to our American listeners. But if you can't come to a Riptide show, funny enough, they've got them all on demand, haven't you? We certainly do. I was going to say that I, I, I'm not going to apologise to the uh, to the American listeners. I'm just going to going to just nudge them towards uh, some of these moments we might be talking about later. Exactly this. So maybe leave that. <laughs> so we'll be previewing them um, and, and the thing with like getting into promotions we've got like on-demand services there's like years and years and stuff to go through Riptide has been on the scene for you've just done your year anniversary right? yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and they've absolutely killed it yeah I think there's about 11 shows in total on the moment best cinematic production you'll see in wrestling now Josh hasn't paid me to say any of this I'm still broke I just uh, yeah like Riptide and think you guys should check it out yeah mate yeah, go guys, because it sounds like it sounds like a a bad thing almost. Although there's like, if you want content, we've got you know the, no, the, there's there's um there's I think it's about seventy five hours on there. Some really good OTT stuff, um, some really good Defy stuff. I know that's that's on a lot of channels. Um, so there you know there's content there if you want to dig. But the fact that there's only ten shows of ripped, I guess you'd say Riptide Canon or whatever. It really means you can actually just get caught up. Yeah, yeah. exactly that. And be in real time as opposed to sort of other anthologies that, you know, can be can be a bit intimidating. Be can be um Yeah, no, with us you can you can you can you can hop on the ground floor but 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 something that I'm proud of is that I think we've been we're watchable from the ground floor. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy to kind of get stuck in it and just go for it, aren't you? So, um, and all of you lot who are in the UK, especially London or anyone near to Brighton, tickets are still available. I'm right in saying that they are indeed. They are indeed. There we go. Really so we'll... snap them up though if you're looking uh, for the Friday. Um, come along on the on the Thursday because whew, um, matches. Goodness gracious me! But um, yeah, if, if 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 you know if you want to be not worked. Um, <laughs> I would say that I would say that you're in danger on the Friday um, if you're looking at that one. So get, you hop on that sooner rather than later. Done. Heard from the man himself. But we'll get into where people can get tickets and match breakdowns in a bit. But I'm going to ask you the question. Everyone asks you, and you're going to be like, "Oh, this question again." But for people who don't know Riptide, give us a brief <laughs> history of how it came to be, what it is, and then we'll get into the tournament. 
Yeah, okay. So uh, a brief history of how it came to be was I, I was going to a lot of independent wrestling and I had recently discovered independent wrestling um, and I'd been going to a lot in a period of about six months and I was just, I was a bit frustrated by how I couldn't get my friends who I knew would love this to come and enjoy this, this product that had so that I, you know, I as a wrestling fan had not really touched independent wrestling because my preconception of it, it would be sort of a bad version of WWE that I wasn't that keen on <laughs> in itself. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to something that actually just suits me way better than a mass produced product ever could because they're trying to look after the taste to so many people. Whereas the first show I went to, which was ICW at the Brooklyn Bowl, and it was stood up, and it was in a bar, and it was great. Do you know what I mean? And and I was like, oh, okay, wow, okay, mind blown. This is really, this is really great. So I was getting into that, and I just—it was a tough sell. I'm um, trying to get your mates up to London to enjoy something that they probably don't think they're going to enjoy. But then when you go, you're like, oh my god, this is absolutely, this is absolutely wild. So. It was that right so I, I no one was doing any wrestling in Brighton and I wanted to share it with my literal friends um, and then on top of that there was things about that situation whereby the ex- expected experience was such a long way from the actual had experience that I, I felt that maybe the presentation of a lot of really excellent stuff in ring the, the overall presentation was like really really letting it down and and the, the the wrestling wasn't really being given its its best crack for one reason or another so there was like frustrations there um that i felt i had some some different perspectives on maybe how to solve some of those some of those issues um, with with my background, which is like entertainment and music and stuff like that. So, um, yes. So was that kind of um, from the get go? Like, obviously, the thing that's made everyone go, "Oh my god, Riptide!" is obviously the videos they've seen of the filming. Now, was that always from day one? You're like, I want it to have this cinematic look. I want to have proper production values for whatever content we we put out there. Uh, the video was something that very quickly we knew we were going to run with once we'd like seen us. You know, essentially, it's 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 um, yeah. It it comes from a the video is a very swift product of the approach. If you know what I mean, in terms of like trying to do things in in the way that that I know and the way that like my personal contact knows well, co- contacts know which is that then that they're professionals in their in their field they're not um, the best at that in a wrestling field yeah I suppose that is a because um, because I've done like basic hand cam and stuff for, for shows um, that I've gone and helped out at it, it's it's difficult to to film wrestling as as a whole, and I can imagine it's even harder with kind of the rigging setups that they they use themselves. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I think it, I, the funny thing is, you know, I think once you've got, you know, once you've got like 
pros that are out there doing that stuff every weekend on those yeah. rigs and you know in most days of the week on those rigs then actually it is hard, harder but it's 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 lighter work for these people so they 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 get through it they, there's like um yeah i don't know it's just a i think there's a conceptual thing of like just if you allow yourself to value skills and 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 hence pay for those skills then you get results, but it's the hardest thing in the world to to to, to buy someone's time. Yeah, well, that's the thing that stood out for everyone, isn't it? You know, the the production is is what gets everyone's eye on it. And if you if you've got a professional looking product that you can show, here it is. Then of course you're going to get people going. Okay, so they mean business. They they know what's going on. Um. So yeah, I, I think it looks great and. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So, um, as I said, within a year, and um, already one of the most talked about promotions in the UK. The thing that always makes me laugh is so I go up and do a lot of shows, Midlands and North and stuff, and like mm-hmm. I'll speak to promoters and I find out I'm from Brighton, and I'll just get a, so uh, so tell me about this Riptide thing. What what do you know about it? So you know when you got other promoters going, what's going on down there that you've uh, you're onto something. All right, all right. Oh, well, I'll be interested to know who's been uh, who's, who's been curious, mate. Right, right. We'll, uh, I won't name names on air, but we'll have a chat after. <laughs> um, right, on to the tournament. So, quick breakdown of the card so far. I might have missed some, and if I have, let me know. Now, I'm not going to get into how everyone got into these positions, who they thought we'd be all night otherwise, but as it stands, the tournament brackets are Candy Floss versus Cara Noir. Spike Trevay versus the wild card, which I want to speak about in a bit. Jonah Rock versus Walter, the big man fight. Uh, Damon Moser versus Mark Davis. Uh, David Starr versus Charlie Morgan. Chris Ridgway versus Millie McKenzie. Chris Ridgway has been on this podcast previously. Check out that episode. Cheap plug. Um, (laughs) Chuck Mambo versus Angelico. Chuck Mambo was on the last episode. Check that out. And Jordan Devlin versus Carl Fletcher. That is a solid group of names from uh, across the UK scene right there. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a field that I'm, 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 uh, I'm really happy with, um, especially if you were to look down the list of names on uh, the Progress American Tour. Yes. Uh, and get an, get an idea of who isn't available. Um, I think it, that is just great. It's just great, and and actually, the, the the wonderful thing about that is that doesn't occur to you know that yeah, it doesn't occur to you that that, that all those all those names in BritRest are missing in a way, um, which I think is absolutely absolutely fantastic sort of um, indictment of how healthy the scene is. Oh, hundred percent! It's it's ridiculous at the moment. I'm looking at, at this card at the moment, and I'm going, oh, what match do I want to see more? And I just I keep going between all of them. Basically, it, it it's solid now. With the tournament, it's so when promotions kind of start up, they either want to knock out a main championship on their first show or within the first couple of shows just to show they've got that kind of main bout that they can use for like main events and stories. You guys have done it differently in the sense that over the past year, you've built these really great stories and focused on storylines to make this tournament mean a lot more. So with people like Spike, obviously, and Damon Moser, um, Chuck Mambo, you know, and, and Candy Floss and Cara Noir, you, you've built these guys to have a story within Riptide, and that's not something a lot of promotions focus on, week-to-week um, storylines. It's kind of, here's a great show, and there you go, we'll see you again next month. Now, was that kind of 
the goal to to lead to a title and then have these stories built on that? I think um, essentially, kind of two separate things in a way. So, so, but they they they've come together nicely. Um, in terms of the title belt, I didn't want to have the first one I could afford mm-hmm. um, because cheap title belts look really ropey. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your fucking title belt, right? Like, um, And nice-looking title belts are really expensive. So I just sort of had to make do without, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think so much of what we're trying to do with the title as well in terms of, you know, the whole thing to work, right? Yeah. So, but it means a lot to a lot of people. And it can mean more. And you can pull that meaning over. And I, and I like to think, like, stick it behind the what's going on in the ring so it's like translucent like a piece of acetate do you know what i mean like we wanted to invest meaning in the belt before before it was around you know people like we've got riptide over before we've gotten the belt over so yeah you want to be the champion in this promote like it's a cool promotion now you know just like a belt from the off it's like cool what does this mean like exactly that's what i mean it wouldn't really have meant anything would it so it's kind of a case of the stories that you've built over this time have it, it it's all been honestly it's been so, like obviously we looked at we, you know once we booked the calendar we're like okay we're probably gonna build for for a belt here at here in august you know um but yeah the pacing of that has kind of been especially with the narrative style has been something that's been a a journey with the audience, I'd say. Yeah, because because how's that kind of been for you? Obviously, wrestling's not your main background. This is something that you you said you you want to do because you're passionate about bringing a good product to people, and and then you mm-hmm. find yourself with this promotion and you go, oh shit, I've got to book matches and stories and stuff. Was that kind of daunting, or did did you find just with the help of the audience it came kind of naturally? Yeah, I mean the help of the audience, the help of the talent, um, and. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, plenty of, plenty of very, very daunting aspects, you know. Um, and I always try and pay, you know, any disrespect I pay to the business would be obli- will always be oblivious. Um, which stops being an excuse after a while. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying this as if, as if you know, I, I don't feel like I've, you know majorly run aground of anyone at this point um that i'm referencing this but but you know actually uh you know i think after a while like i say that's not an excuse anymore you know you should be you should be around long enough to know what you don't know and 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 where you should be pursuing stuff um as much as uh knowing more from being around for a little bit but um uh yeah well we, the thing is we have a, we've got a, got a lot of time to steward it all between shows i must say um but no that you know the talent they have an idea of their they have a very strong idea of their characters and how and how and how stories um can and perhaps should be told mm. um i think something that's really fascinating that i'm learning is like what is what's functional 
like when you when they were like wrestling tropes and you're like oh now that i've been like now i understand like why this why the why this is done right whereas like you might think that i don't know like in like a type of fill that have like a drum fill in like some like fast punk or something and you're like yeah that's a kind of like fill you hear when you listen to 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 fast punk yeah. In, in wrestling, there's like these little like features that are like you think that's like a, a wrestling feature, and then then you, you it's like a stylistic thing, like a feel, but you realise actually it's like super structural, and like yeah, that's done for a reason. Um, and, a, and, a, and a really fascinating part of the whole thing was because we were like coming at it like kind of trying to re-examine things a little bit um, and embracing the fact that we're we're coming at it from a different angle is you get rid of some stuff and the whole product's lighter for it because that that's not a problem anymore. Whatever that was in there to sort out isn't a problem anymore. Yeah. So it's just this like weird little superfluous thing and then you then you like shift something else and you're like, whoop, no, we need that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, right, that's a thing. Right, that's done for that reason, you know. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Everyone's kind of got their own unique the hold on everything but you just gotta kind of work around that now yes what we're what everyone's kind of talking about is obviously the wild card match is is there any any information that can be gained from this or is this purely surprise yeah no 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 so so uh, the wild card match will be um there will be a match there'll be a pre-show match in the on the first nine um with some promising young wrestlers in it um, and they are gonna they're gonna find it out for a spot as the wild card. Okay, so is this not necessarily people that um, have wrestled on Riptide before, but young up and coming talent? Yeah, I think that's a good assessment. Okay, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Everyone's going to be like wondering now. Everyone's going to be like murmuring, "What's going on?" <laughs> um, I know, I know. I mean, I, I will say I can't. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. There's, there's not. There's not a big import rolling through. <laughs> um, now, we spoke about this briefly before we came on, and I kind of got the answer before, but I'll just ask it anyway. W- was doing this over Pride the goal, or was this one whenever one was available, and why over Pride? Yeah, so it was it was it was just when it was available. Um, and I looked we looked at it, blah blah blah. Oh, it's over Pride. Okay, that could go that could go one or two ways. Let's go for it. <laughs> You know, um, because I'm trying to share wrestling with Brighton and I'm trying to share Brighton with wrestling. And let's give it a go. It's our big show. Yeah, because I kind of noticed that in the way you've kind of been. It's a big party time in Brighton. I don't know. That's true. I noticed that in how you kind of been marketing it, it's called the Brighton Championship and the Championship for Brighton. So it's kind of given that kind of home, homegrown pride, pride feel to it. Um, no <laughs> pun intended. But it's a case of yeah. Do you want to get this to get more people through the door? Who the reason you set up the promotion? Who might not necessarily want watch wrestling, but will come along to your show and go, ah, oh, fuck, this is good. Yeah. Um, it, we, uh, just, uh, yeah, it is, it is for that, and it, but it is for everyone else, really. It, it's sort of, you know, you'd almost, when we booked the dates, you know, you'd hope that you would have 
that they'd all be sold out, uh, you know, months in advance. But you know, but that would be wrestling fans. Yes, you know that that, that you know that wouldn't be a casual. So that's that's great. But actually thinking about it, we're like, well, yeah, you know, um, if there's going to be walk-ups, then presumably, like left, presumably this is going to be good for that, you know. Um, I think one thing that we didn't contend with necessarily um, as an oversight was how much the accommodation would have been inflated. So uh, some people haven't travelled because they found the accommodation in Brighton too expensive over Pride weekend, Uh, which is a shame. Um, So that's a shame. (laughs) So there's maybe a few more walk-ups than there would have been. So it's a good job there are. Um, But um, the thing that I think a lot of people have been in a position to, um, to like still come is that, you know, they appreciate that, you know, one of the reasons why, the accommodation is high in Brighton over those time is, you know, well, essentially inherently is because it's quality in Brighton over that time. So, you know, you, you've got Brighton at Pride as opposed to Brighton. And Brighton is great, but Brighton at Pride, come Something on now. Else, right. Um, is there going to be any kind of change to how you do the show with bearing in mind walk-ups and, and people who are brand new to the product for that weekend? Is there, there going to be any kind of like changes to how, to how they're included? Um, we are probably going to be, um, I think over and above a, a briefing of the, of the door staff, um, about looking after sort of, cause you know, cause one of the things about, one of the things about s- some first timers is they, they, they gets really fucking excited and don't, and don't quite see and then and don't, can't gauge where the like where that line is where the line is exactly because there's because there's all this like like really like in, and ta- like two way antagonistic behavior hmm. like it, it the for uh, you know for wrestling fans like it's it's just cut and dry where the line is yes but like you can just see that it's like just not a thing for these people. So so yeah. So there'll be an extra briefing for the ring crew. There'll be extra briefing for um, uh, 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 for the door staff. Um, they tend to ask people if they've come for the first time. Just generally, in terms of is this your first time? And then people will be like, no, and they'll go, ah, oh, you're gonna love it. <laughs> Yeah, which is fucking great. So, I th- but I think over Pride, like, but they're 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 you know, they're not they're they're great door they're great great door staff, um, and they are lovely. Yeah, but um, but back to the tournament itself. Now, I know the championship is very important, but equally so, mm. an announcement was made last week, I believe. <laughs> so we're going to have the anti fun police versus Session Moth. And Dave Benson Phillips. Now I want to know who thought, okay, we need some star power, we need some media eyes on this. Let's get Dave Benson Phillips and a bit of gunge on there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the thing you have to, Max, the thing you've got to appreciate about Dave Benson Phillips 
is um, is that he was only ever someone that we wanted to bring in as a foil for the anti-fun police. So it wasn't actually done. It certainly wasn't done with the kind of publicity he ended up getting in mind. Um, it was yeah. done. It was done to. It was done to pop wrestling. It wasn't done to as a crossover thing. So obviously, it's Dave Benson Phillips, right? And uh, and the the importance and the significance of that was was always meant to be used in in a in a, yeah. in, a in a match or a situation of putting him next to the anti fun police. Like, I mean, it's just like that's. That's that's a I feel like that's great ammo, right? To give to give that act. Um, yeah, he wasn't necessarily. Uh, he's you know. But the hilarious thing is, you know, I guess this is our WrestleMania one, and I guess he's our our Cindy Lauper. So it, now is that happening on the Thursday? That is the Friday. That's that's the Friday. Okay, so that's the Friday. Yeah, that's yeah. happening. So yeah, yeah. No, so, I mean, fantastic. I mean, we, yeah, on, on, honestly, we'd spoken about it. Um, we'd, I'd spoke, we'd, I'd spoken about it with Tom, um, who is a, a, also a producer in the in the company, and he, um, yeah, uh, I ended up doing a show that he was DJing on, and I was like, I think we can get him think we can get him how did you first kind of approach that conversation with him well i well that was, this was after doing the show and essentially uh i tried some avenues that were not fruitful and then i'd seen that he'd sort of done a little in-ring appearance uh at a kapow show and i thought okay it's time to try some other avenues so I tried some other avenues. Um, I spoke to his manager. We worked something out. DVP's on the show. You guys really wanted. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm very excited. <laughs> it was. Speci- I mean, yeah. It's yeah. No, it, it, it's not because we wanted a, 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 a name draw. It's because we wanted Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Um, I'm looking forward to that now. I know it won the Twitter poll, but is it official now that it's going to be called Clunge Tank? They are going to be called Clunge Tank. Yes. Um, it is official. Yes. O- only in the point of, like, it's one of those where, like, we did the poll, and I was like... Oh. It's like both, it's like when <sighs> it's people... It's fucking get- kids entertainer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's still a kids entertainer. And I'm like... You know that's, you know that's going to get chanted at Dave Benson Phillips. That's fine. That's that brilliant. is fine. It, it, do you know what? I was like, you know, it's been seeded to the fans. We've all had our nice little laugh. We've all seen that it's won the poll. We don't need to talk about it now until the event. We don't need to get any more on Twitter to embarrass Dave Benson Phillips because he's a fucking kids entertainer. We'll just let but, it happen. We'll just let it happen now. Now, now we're just going to let it happen. So it was, it was only ever meant to be. We were never going to put it on the graphic. We were literally going to do the poll because I knew. Come on, I knew it was going to be course, fucking right, right. Tank. I knew Clunge Tank was going to win, and um, 
and it was only ever meant to be like, and then we'd announce the winner and then blah, blah, do that. And when it got to even the poll ending, I was like, oh. So happy. So it's not that classy. I'll just, <laughs> it's been seeded now. Sake. We'll just see what happens on the night. We'll just see what happens. On the night, I mean, I'll be gutted if, it, if, 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 if we don't get a few rousing renditions of Clunge Tank. I'll get it going, don't you worry. I'll just run between different parts of the crowd getting it going. <laughs> Safe. Um, okay, so we haven't really broken down the matches because there's a lot to go through. Um, there, there's a lot in there that is going to be fantastic for people to watch. Um, now, John Devlin versus Carl Fletcher. How about that? Right. Super match in there. That's a great one. Uh, I'm excited to see how Ridgeway McKenzie's going to work as well. I reckon that's going to be a fun one. Suplex Two. versus kicks. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to pick who I want to win, but it's 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 difficult. I feel like because we had Mambo on our last episode, we've kind of got a root for Mambo on this one. So I'm going to have to root for Chuck Mambo. Got till five official. We're pulling for Chuck Mambo. He's a very, very likable young man, isn't he? He very much is. Is it? Is is. He's a delight, he's, isn't he? He's a, he's a lovely boy. Um, right, should we quickly break down some favourite moments from Riptide for people who might not have checked out all of the product or people who are listening to this podcast and going, oh, that sounds a pretty sweet promotion, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, you can do favourite moments. These can be personal to you or they could be moments in the show or they can be favourite matches. Whatever you want to do, we can go back and forth. So I'll do one, you do one. All right, okay. Sounds like you're kicking off then, brother. Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me he didn't just say that. Number five, these technically aren't in order, but one of my favourite moments was Riptide the Storm, and I've let, titled this one, Chris Needs a New Wolf. So, Lycos got injured, and people were told to bring a Lycos mask, as they could get the chance to be a partner for Chris Brooks, and yeah. then a very familiar looking, strong style, strong boy appeared in the ring, and... I thought that was just hilarious. The way that whole played out, where you had just like every individual small Lycos, and then you've just got Pete Dunne in a Lycos mask. I thought it was hilarious. Um, Chris Brooks and Pete Dunne. And the match shared with Aussie Open afterwards was absolutely incredible. So, absolutely loved that moment. Yeah, that was a fucking cracker, mate. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was good. It's fun to edit that as well. A lot of fun. <laughs> Just like a lot of good facials and bringing up um, some really, really um, hilarious like in-ring dialogue from from Lycos that I managed to like pull out of a few of the out of um, the stick that um, oh, nice. that, uh, that Chris had with a few little, few little, little trickeroonies. Um, um, they were really, they're, they're just really funny. They're just like talking about like, like the trainers and stuff like that. And it was called the Shit Wolf. Invitation rep. Oh, what was it called? There's, there's something like the shit. Oh, the shit wolf replacement replica mask. Nice. <laughs> something. 
that was it. Yeah, the ship wolf replacement replica mask invitational. Um, and like Chris Price, like Chris Price, like reads that out and or like says that out, and like us is just like I'm not shit. <laughs> great, I just loved it. But, um, so yeah, that was great. Yeah, well, great moment. Um, okay, on to on to a moment of mine. I think when Spike walks out on the first Riptide and just like gets a reaction, just starts slagging off by him. Gets a reaction. It's just like, okay, we've got someone here. Yeah. Like, that was a good moment for me. Um, and, you know, and the audience is like properly. And just like, I'm going to bundle the whole show in with this first moment, actually, that first show. And then when you had the, the first 15 fucking seconds of Will Ospreay versus um, Shane Strickland, where you had, we, you know, we just had, you know, a wrestling show we'd done it like there was a, a wrestling show happened you know um and people came and people had a good time and it was wicked and then some like top fucking top top tier and you know in the match before them you know you know chris brooks and lycos and kip sabian and chuck mambo yeah. um in, in that match you know but then you had a fucking singles match of like Shane Strickland versus Will Ospreay, like, you know, world-class talent. And then that as a moment of, like, seeing seeing people see that um, was fantastic. And then the middle moment, actually, was seeing first-time independent wrestling fans on the first Brighton show, lose, like, category A, lose their minds <laughs> at Shea Persa doing a... Doing a uh, uh, doing a flip dive. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's the ref? Sorry, who's the who's the ref, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Um, a, a ref that a lot of independent wrestling fans and certainly Riptide fans now know. Yes. Is capable of whipping out some bits and bobs. He knows what but, he's doing, doesn't he? But 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 that wasn't. But no one had like even like even independent wrestling fans that were at that show, maybe hadn't seen probably hadn't seen Shay at all because that was if like a, certainly like attack was not as visible as it is now no um which is a promotion that yeah has had a big part in for a long time but then only around and then only around our second show that first show really was he starting to have more and more of a visibility i think in from fight club stuff um, could be wrong totally on the entomology there, like on the on the timeline of that. Um, but like, yeah, so like, progress, you know, progress fans wouldn't necessarily have known him. So even the people that were like wise to stuff, it still like caught them on the hop. So sorry, first moment, the first show, loved it, great stuff. Sorry, over to you. <laughs> no, I like Not- this. I like seeing your perspective on it. It's cool. Um, for me. My first show was actually Riptide Returns, so I didn't get to go to the first show. I had to catch that one um, later on. Now, I moved down to Brighton last July, so I was living up in Birmingham, and yep. I was doing, I was going to shows quite regularly, I was training up there, I was helping out on shows all the time, and I moved down to Brighton, and I was really, like, to be honest, I was a little bummed out from a wrestling standpoint, because I moved down here, and I was like, ah... You know, all my wrestling stuff's up there, and I've got there's no wrestling down here in Brighton. It, it, shit, it, it sucks. And then I remember getting off the train, I was walking down, and I saw 
the flyer for the first one. It happened like the day before I moved down here, and I went, yep. "Oh shit, wrestling's here!" Um, yep. And I went, "Boy, JB's got you, mate." <laughs> Posters all the way, and then yeah, then I went to Riptide Returns and main event: Mighty Skull versus Jimmy Havoc. I absolutely adored that match. It was fantastic. I love seeing Jimmy do wrestling, um, which is a weird sentence to say, but, you know, not doing what he's known for, doing death matches or hardcore matches and things like that, which is fantastic in itself. But seeing him wrestle, everyone knows they're good friends. Um, to see them in the ring and put an actual match was just really good. And I don't know if I'm correct in saying this, but it felt like that was Marty's last kind of proper UK date that wasn't New Japan or Ring of Honor related. It felt like that was kind of his last... I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm sure he did a Rev Pro. Rev Pro. I'm sure he did some Rev Pro. I always associate that with New Japan now, yeah. so... Oh, that's a good point, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- oh, I don't think the battle lines are quite as firmly drawn not, at that Not point. at that point, no. But um... Um, I know fucking anything about any battle lines, by the way, dear <laughs> listener. <laughs> um, not a single fucking sausage. But um, uh, I think he did... I mean, Well, he did progress that... Did he? Wait. September, yeah, he did... Um, he did their, their big show at Ali Pali. Uh, yeah. So, for me, it was kind of a case of being new to Brighton, having a product there that I could go, oh, great, this is something I can watch, this is something I can be involved in. It was just really cool and really special to me, and I think that main event just kind of sticks out of my head as being like, obviously the Brit Strong style, Candice, Joey, and Colt was fantastic as well, but from a wrestling standpoint, I just loved that main event. So, yeah, that was a very cool moment for me. Awesome. Moment for me Ooh. would be. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so this moment is. Um, I wasn't actually there for this moment, but it, it's from uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Ginny in what was. Um, what was a death match? Okay, let's fucking face it. It was a death match. Um, no DQ, I don't know. Um, and uh, so Tom um, is in the audience uh, with his girlfriend, um, the wonderful German Ash, um, and she, she um, <laughs> the cheese grater comes out, right? And I'm pretty sure it's on like Jimmy's scalp at this point. And... Um, the intersectionality of real life and wrestling coming together. And she goes, is that our cheese grater? <laughs> and, oh, that just kills me. I'll tell that story till the fucking day I die, that one. I love it. I love it. He, she genuinely thought it could be their cheese grater. What was she going to do if they said, yeah? Oh, I love it. Is that, is that, that's not, is that our cheese grater? <laughs> fucking love You're it. You're cleaning that. Fucking love it. It could be your cheese grater one day, dear listener. I shall probably auction the bad boy off. Um, so, yeah, that that's a fucking moment for oh, me. Hilarious. I like that. I like that one. Um, another match for me from number three, uh, Travis Banks versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Mm. Uh, Mike Bailey, one of the best pure strikers. Sorry, Ridgeway, you're still up there. Don't worry. But um, facing off against 
one of the most all round aggressive, just pure wrestlers in Travis Banks. It it's just mm-hmm. such a great wrestling match. I can't even tell you how many times I've watched it on the YouTube channel. If you guys don't have the subscription, there's also a YouTube channel, and that match is on there, and it's phenomenal. It's so good. The Reed Belter. Yes. And just um, the kicks were fantastic. I've, I've actually been lucky enough to train with Mike Bailey, and he's, he's wow. fantastic. Um, and can deliver those kicks as hard as he wants or as soft as he wants and still make each one look as realistic. He's absolutely amazing um, in what wow. he does. Um, I just thought those two, I've never seen the, uh, Travis or um, Speedball wrestle each other. And I want to see it more, in all honesty. So, <laughs> if that can happen again, I'd be happy. But yeah, absolutely fantastic match. And I love the way the crowd are reacting to it as well. So, like, everyone's invested. But it's that kind of quiet appreciation as well. Yeah, that yeah, that was that is quite a... Um, yeah, the crowd kind of kept it... Kept it stum on that one. You're right. Um, bit of quipping here and there, but... Um, but not in a bad way. I, I do like it when fans just kind of watch and appreciate wrestling. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When it's certainly when it's, um, certainly when there's some fucking wrestling going on in the ring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Right. So I would say, um, uh, uh, the whole um, yeah, that that tables match, the 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 two out of three falls triple threat <laughs> tables match between Jimmy and Keith Lee and and, and Matt Riddle. Um, a lot of nice. I, I feel like uh, has this come up in yours? At no, all? no, no. I haven't put this one in. I forgot about with Jimmy and the table. So yeah, so so Jimmy's rather hilarious with the table at the beginning of the match. Go check it out on, on the online, riptidewrestling.com. Yeah, there's plenty of links, little buttons on there. You go to our pivot share and uh, check it out. But yeah, so two, two out of three tables fall, uh, two out of three falls, triple threat table match between Keith Lee, Jimmy Havoc, Matt Riddle. Um, Keith Lee is stellar in this match um, in terms of doing his Keith Lee stuff. Um, but it was a real, real charisma performance from the guy, mm. um, as well as all your wonderful trademark um, Keith Lee power stuff. Um, Matt Riddle was a delight. Um, we lost him uh, <laughs> before the match. You lost him. We lost him. <laughs> I just get this. I'm up on a balcony. I just get Nikki, the stage manager. Just get. We've lost Riddle. <laughs> um, and I think uh, I think he was uh, probably just out preparing for the match. Yeah, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> oh, no, great match. When it was announced, like, two out of three falls, triple threat match, that just, as a concept, it just kind of boggled the mind of, like, how does that even work? But so- you made it work. Well, it, do you know what? It, I mean, it did what it fucking needed to do. So, so that that was WWE were in town the night after, mm. or was it the night before? I can't remember. But basically, we got offered another show. We had this momentum. We got offered these talents, and we we're like, oh, "We'll put the show on." And it was really designed to be like, "Okay, 
how can we how can we how can we sell a match and f for my money a two out of three falls tables match guarantees a bunch of table spots without giving anything away other than you're going to get a load of table spots yeah smart plan do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, I, whereas, whereas I, a table match some, is just some, oh, they've gone for a table. Yeah, and, and and like there's other things that you can do that like that I think just give away, give give, give too much away as well. So he's like, how do you? Pro for me, I was really I was really happy with the balance of what I was promising, like how much I was putting on the tin, and 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 like. The fact that there was still a lot more to come as well, yeah. Because that, that's the thing, you know. You, you, you with wrestling is like, hey man, I've got to sell the fucking tickets. But after the fact, um, uh, increasing of, of like like added value to the experience is like exponentially more enjoyable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To get stuff you didn't think you were getting. Yeah, which if you can hold stuff back, then that's wonderful for that. But you got to sell the fucking tickets, right? Um, so I, I, for me, I don't know. That was a, it was just a night work, not neat way for me of, of promising stuff without like mortgaging off too much, like of what was actually going to happen. I suppose. Yeah, I like I like that approach to it. That that makes sense. Nice. Uh, my number two then is a blanket statement. I'm just going to say anything session moth Riptide related. I feel like Session Moth brings just something different to Riptide. It's like it was the promotion made for her. And she Yeah, I mean I mean OTT is the promotion made for made for made for made for her, but yeah, no, you're right. Home away it's, from it's, home, let's say. It's such a mad, mad fit. And like she has a fucking sick time up at um Fight Club as well. But, yeah, um, definitely. Um but I, just the way the crowd kind of reacts to her and just the way she can kind of enjoy it. I think the the first show I went to was the Eddie Dennis session off drinking session, if I remember correctly. It was the... Absolutely. Or was that the one afterwards? With the, with the first time perennial uh, disruptors, uh, Curtis Chapman and Gideon Gray. That was it. That was it. Um, but yeah, I just think her energy that she brings to the crowd. And there's been some really good matches. I can't remember. Uh, it was like a four-way... It was Mate. her, Candy Floss, Cara Noir, Lion Kid. That is based, that is more or less, but I hadn't actually budgeted for this in the top five because I was thinking, I was more thinking about moments. Um, but but that's my favourite, like, oh, it's definitely top five uh, Riptide match. Yes. I, I, think, I think it's perfect, that match. I love it. I love it. I love it. And yeah, she's incredible in that match. They're all absolutely sensational in that match to be honest yeah with you. that's why that match works so well everyone just brings something great mm. it it really was just like a perfect melding match that one mm. yeah definitely god I'm glad you put that out because that's oh love that yeah she was magnificent in that match definitely so uh num number two for you uh number two I would say uh or I mean oh yeah so my last two are rumble spots um, Mambo's Mambo's eliminations, like late eliminations, 
uh, were fucking awesome in the Rumble. They were awesome. They were awesome. Uh, wonderful, wonderful moments uh, that, like, had me shitting it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I had, you know, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, Peril, the peril, mate, was felt. Trust me, the peril was felt both sides of the curtain. Um, fantastic stuff, and the rumble in general. Really, really, really proud of that. Yeah, um, an, another solid match and great performers in it. I think everyone had a, a moment to shine uh, throughout the match, and Mambo was just a great choice, and the crowd reaction as well made you go, oh, "Okay, so yeah, definitely." It was a good shout. Right, so my number one just has to be the Sexsmith Trevay storyline. Oh, been the back. It's been the backbone. It's it's still ongoing, really, isn't it? So it's uh, it's just fantastic to to have that kind of dedication from the get go, and then to carry it on throughout, and we have everything Sexsmith has been doing, and then Spike getting even more cowardly with uh, getting the muscle behind him. With uh, mm. Ridgeo, sorry, Ridgeway and Damon, it's, it's just so good. Like that's what I go and watch independent wrestling for. Just really well thought out, well put together storylines. And as you mentioned previously, the chemistry between those two is ridiculous. They're they're just like the perfect opposite ends of the spectrum for what Brian and Riptide needs. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, the chemistry is unbelievable, and it's the chemistry is like what we've what we've run with. Um, and then you've got like the fact that they are two performers that really, really care about this promotion and this storyline. And it's just a match made in heaven, really. And like with the yeah, with the sort of context sensitive nature of their characters like within Brighton. Yes, fantastic, and I, and I think and I think the thing that I lo- that I really love about what we're able to explore with with Sexsmith is that like you know stories about stories about being um, LGBTQ in wrestling are thankfully. In a really wonderful way. So, in, in, in a really wonderful way, well, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the real story. So, I'm talking about, you know, Paro um, and Jack in an interview will we'll talk about the support that they got in a modern dressing room, you know, and, and all of this and acceptance. And, and that's, that's awesome, right? If you maybe more like kayfabe storylines of LGBTQ characters are essentially them, so we're in product storylines, you'd say, are more or less about acceptance. Mm. And again, that's great, and that's great that that's the message that's being that's being told, but like. I don't think this audience needs to be told a, a, 
a, a, a, a story of, of acceptance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think absolutely. we can just like take, we can, we can tell some other stories with, with, with him. He doesn't need to tell that story. We can take that as for granted. And I'm not saying that other, I'm not saying that other wrestling audiences are bigoted, by the way. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that we're like, well, we're so super <laughs> No, of course not. But it's, but it's, and take that for fucking granted. We're, we're in Brighton. People are going to be, you know. Let's 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 develop let's develop it. You know, and I and I I, I feel like um, that's been productive for Jack as much as it has been for us. Yeah, yeah, completely. The the reaction that Jack gets and even the reaction Spike gets, they they both get perfectly what they need with Jack being the hero. Um, and then whatever spike gets thrown at him is is well deserved, and and in, in fact that's another thing about the the spike character in a way. The thing that I think's been fucking amazing about what he's done over this over this time is he's made it real. Mm. I mean, he's he's really brought the character the spike character into life in terms of. Introduce. You know, I know you've got like issue. You know, we'll be a cool heel. He's not in any danger of being that. Um, but you know, he, he brings in more positive. It's believable that this is someone that could have friends that like him. It's believable that oh my god, I could like him in certain situations. And then if he's being despicable, then you've that means it means more then, right? Yeah. Um, and you've got like Brighton is a Brighton's a middle class town. Okay. You know the Spike Trevay character. The you know antagonistic Tory, that that you know that works in a Brighton or a Cardiff or a Liverpool or a Manchester or do, do, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. He he's hit the nail right, on the head for where he needs to be. Not, yeah, might not work in the same way in a, in a Kent or a Surrey, right? But in Brighton, it's interesting because, like, ideologically, it's opposed. But like, we're talking about like demographically, financially, you know, there's a lot more middle class people like kicking around that have got like mates that are a bit like him. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I, I, I think I think it's it's fascinating how sort of he's been able to move on from 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 his typecast because people are used are used to him. Do you know what I mean? In a, in in a way, um, and so he's been able to in, invest like more more meaning elsewhere because his like central themes are like understood, taken for granted. So let's move past it. That's a good base. Let's go. What you got? Yeah, and that's and that's perfect for a character to be given a platform in which which to grow. He doesn't have to come out every week and almost reintroduce himself to a new crowd. Everyone knows what he is, and he's able to grow on that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's perfect. Now, what is your number one? Now, this might not be your number one ever, but just just for list purposes. So I lo- obviously I love the Jack Spike stuff we just spoke about. Honestly, my number one for list purposes, but like kind of ever is the is the Viper um, the Viper entry into the Rumble. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, which I just because like you know 
it was it was very deliberately booked that that reaction um and uh it was the, it was the second biggest pop of the night uh, uh mambo's elimination of tk was the biggest pop of the night followed by viper followed by mambo eliminating zach gibson to win the rumble um and just like rob lias did his job like incredibly well um in all of that um and no one was expecting Viper to come out, you know. And she was our, she was our, our like big rumble surprise. Um, and oh, I'm just, I think, I don't know who we could have gotten that would have been more recognisable to people who didn't know who she was, if that makes sense. So because of her success and because of her multifaceted exposure, I feel like she, in that situation, in terms of like a lot of like casuals would have been a lot more likely to know who she was than like if Marty Skirl had popped up. Now it's a bad example because I think maybe people would have gone absolutely mad that, do you know what I mean? So it's like, it, it, that did but do you know what i mean about those i think it was a, a, a pop that everyone could really really share yes. because because we because we'd set it up because of who she is and because it was like someone complaining about intergender wrestling and then eliminating a female wrestler and then out comes fucking piper <laughs> Like, you don't need to know who Viper is for that to be a great moment, right? The visuals, yeah. like... It tells is, the story all... ring as it should. But so many people do know who Viper is, and she's, like, a, a significant talent, then you've got that added impetus behind that. And then also her her expo- various exposures, I think, probably touched some some casuals that maybe other more established... Seems like a stupid thing to say. More established indie star, um, a dude is what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> um, I think, um, yeah, that just went down great, and it's a real testament to how bloody over Viper is. Congratulations, Viper! You are absolutely yeah. Ready. Yeah, excited to see what uh, what comes on on the ITV side of things. That'll be interesting. Um, but solid, yeah, solid. Number one, I think we've picked some uh, some good moments between us. If you've not watched Riptide, we've given you ten good reasons to go and watch it. I reckon. So besides the cheese grater, but you might be able to look out for that. In get cracking, yeah. yeah. So um, um, let's just wrap this up by we've we've got to tell people where they can get tickets for the show happening next week. The dates are the second to the fourth. Am I saying that right? Second hey. to the fourth, Thursday. Saturday in Brighton. You can go to RiptideWrestling.com. Uh, you've got a link to Wriggle uh, uh, ticketing page um, where you can get... There's still on there. You can get um, £55 weekend tickets or otherwise it's £20 a night. Um, and by golly. That's pretty good. It's 55 good. for free, free days of wrestling. Oh, That's it's good. good. It's pretty. It's pretty good for how much those wrestling tickets cost to make. Let's just fucking put it that way, <laughs> dear listener. 
It's pretty bloody good. <laughs> um, and obviously on there is access to the merch and the on-demand service. Uh, how much is the on-demand service? The on-demand service is £7.50 a month. Um, but we are available on the High Spots Network um, as well as on a um, delay. We're on the OTT um, pivot share. Um and we're dotted around on a few other bits and bobs, but not the whole collections. Um, I think you can watch us on Powerbomb TV on some streamy console apps, I think. <laughs> One of them. Um, so, yeah, if uh, you still got time to get tickets, this has been... I've really enjoyed it, having a chat about Riptide and learning from your side of things how it all gets put together so if you're in the area and you're a wrestling fan or if maybe you want to take the trip down i've got a sofa if you need it and um go check out a riptide show next week it's definitely 100 percent going to be one you're not going to want to miss you want to experience this one live um, um, first title oh my god first brighton champion my lord it's because that's it it's not the, it's not the riptide champion max it's the brighton right sorry know. mate sorry it's the Brian champion. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. The Brian champion. Uh, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's funny though, because you hear like, when you're like listening to podcasts and you like, hear like stories about like fucking Vince McMahon being like really belligerent about like what things get called and like this and that. It's a title, not a belt. Oh yeah. All of that. I think it's just, do you know what? That's it, right? And I think the only reason why we disagree is because like we prefer to call it the things that he doesn't like to call it. Yes, but but like, other than that, like, wow, I get it, Vince. Like, yeah, people want to call your fucking thing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've got to you've like, if you've like, kind of got a concept behind the thing, you you really you want to drive that. <laughs> got to go quite a long way to like making sure that happens. But because um, it's not about us, and that's the fucking that again. That's one of the main ethos of the promotion. Actually, it's not about us i.e. the organisers, and too much of what I was seeing in a product was about the organisers. If I'm in a little small way, I just don't think that's... I think that's a waste. I think you're wasting 1% of your show if you're taking it up for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So don't don't do that. So it's about investing... It's about making it about, like, the best things about the promotion, which is, like, Brighton and the talent and their relationship with how much they like to come here and what not you know i like that i like that. well let me let me do it right this time let me let me nail this so we can leave on a high oh yeah let's do it so next week is the brighton championship first time we're going to see a brighton champion crowned at riptide uh so make sure you go and get tickets which are still available at uh available on the website and it's 55 50 pounds for the weekend £55 for a weekend or £20 for a night. Um, Yeah, make sure you check it out. It's going to be one hell of a weekend. And you get to be here over Pride, which is an amazing experience. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Josh, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me. Um, Yeah, it's been awesome to kind of learn from yourself and hear what you got to say on the matter. Uh, It's been awesome. Likewise, man. Real pleasure. Awesome. Um, We've got an episode coming out some point soon but you'll see it on the twitters and stuff make sure you follow us at got till five and the website got till five.com 
and your social medias are all Riptide Rests, if I'm correct, correct in saying? Yep, absolutely. On all socials, Riptide Rests. There you go. So make sure you go check out and follow on that one. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode and learning all about Riptide Wrestling, another great little corner of British wrestling that we've got here. Uh, until next time, I've been Max Curtin. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five.